This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. And M. Strauss is back again. I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> too, not too many of you enable her with pandering storm-related questions, but uh, we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it. So, without any further ado, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have a of questions. First question from me for M. Bungard. Oh. What's happening in Magic Round? Oh, good question, Mitchell. <laughs> a tough question, but a fair one. Yep. Uh, we've got a venue for Magic Round. We'll be doing a meetup. Uh, if you want to come down, reach out to us on Twitter or check the Patreon Discord if you are a Patreon. Um, just reach out to us. Obviously, uh, we'll give you all the details privately because we do have a limit on the number of people that can turn up and we are pretty close to that limit already. So, uh, getting quick, uh, but I will say it's about a five-minute walk from the stadium, and we will be meeting up before the th- the Super Saturday, so from midday till two p.m. on the Saturday, at a pub. It's about five minutes away from the stadium. Your boy has played an absolute blinder here, so we've got. It's not a function thing; you don't have to pay to turn up. But we do. We the only thing we've agreed to is a minimum spend with them, which is not actually a very big number anyway. We'll, we'll piss it in, to be honest. But yeah, just come down, have a couple of beers, meet us, meet meet your fellow listeners. Um, I'll sign your jersey. <laughs> yeah. to, I'm just going to do it without you asking. I'm just going to answer. Like someone's just wearing like a, a Raiders jersey. You just sign yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, On the back. They can just deal with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, come down. We'll probably, we might have, a, might have a couple stubby holders or shirts or something to give away as well. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, I'll also sign those. Yeah. I oh, yeah, we can because I made them. <laughs> yeah, we're all going to sign them. Maybe so, yeah. squiggles all over uh, them. What, one of our goals for this year was to do a meetup at Magic Round and then. Maybe another one before the grand final, but we've locked in a venue. It's all been paid for. It's all it's all going ahead, full steam ahead. So yeah, if you want to come down on 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 the Saturday of Magic Weekend at midday at a venue that I will give you the details for privately, uh, you are more than welcome. Um, and yeah, so it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be good. It's, it's the whole weekend's gonna be great. But I'm actually really looking forward to this. Obviously, the podcast would not be still be going without the support of all of you, both patrons and just regular listeners um and yeah this is a good opportunity for us to put some faces to the people that we that we we've come to know as part of our little community and to say thank you and also for you guys to thank us and uh the the best (laughs) thing i've noticed is uh i forgot that things don't cost as much in sydney when you're not in sydney this is the amazing thing about the economy (laughs) i've discovered this yeah looked at the menu i'm like oh wow i can get a schnitzel for like 17 dollars (laughs) <laughs> that, that's that's legal in this country you can get a house for <laughs> under a million yeah oh, that, that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense to me i'm sorry it's bizarre if i don't mm. live my my parents house for 14 years before i can afford a house deposit on a one-bedroom unit i don't want to hear about it, oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it. who would who would do that I yeah i mean then, uh... <laughs> Best thing about the Magic Round meetup is going to be uh, putting a face to Big Chief 69. I am very much looking forward to meeting Big Chief 69, who's bringing a plus one, who I can only assume is Big Chief S. Yeah, I was trying to think what's the female. I was trying to think what's the female equivalent of Chief. Is it Chief S? No, it's not. What is it? No, no, it can't be a Chief S. I don't know. The boy, the boys in the DM call me uh, call themselves cunt, and I am Cuntess, and I, I really like that. So. <laughs> Oh, there we Jesus. go. That does it. M, it's a, it's a family uh, so, show. So Google tells me uh, this. This might, might you might have to sit back for this one. Woman chief. Oh, <laughs> so we're gonna meet. 
<laughs> We're going to meet Big the Chief 69 chief. and presumably <laughs> Big Woman Chief 69. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, there we go. Looking forward to it. There we go. But yeah, uh, come down if you want to. Uh, reach out to us on any of our Facebook, but, Instagram, but it is Twitter. Actually another one. Chieftain S as well. There you go. Not there you go. Chieftain S. Okay. But, uh, and also another random shout out. Just want to say, ran into a... um. You've had these bung. I ran into a friend from high school and a, a former roommate in uh, Newtown on the weekend. Just shout out Anthony Squadrado listening at home, mate. Just yeah, just good to hear that. Uh, I like those random shout outs, mate, when you find someone listens to the podcast you didn't know. So, you know, it's, I guess it's a benefit of doing this for so many years, but it's nice when you run into someone random and they're like, hey, great show. I'm like, yeah, a, a guy at my gym bad. the other week was like, hey, man, love the podcast. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you. How does he know it's you? It's an audio medium. Oh, because I told him I did a podcast like a month ago, like when we were just talking. And I told him, he was like, what's it called? So I told him. But then like, I didn't think he'd go and listen to it or anything. So I'm just imagining you at the gym talking at everyone. <laughs> Ye- yelling instructions. Come on, boys. One more set. We got this. Just saying Souths. To Souths. Souths. <laughs> okay. Anyway, question time. Questions over on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash rookies. First one from Mario Seggs. Always an early. Hypothetical. Tommy Turbo keeps playing like this until Origin and Teddy misses a few weeks from now with concussion. Do you pick Tommy at fullback or stick with the theory that you find a way to have both in the side? I love Manly fans so much. For the record, I think think Tom Turbo is fantastic. I think if he stays fit, Manly will probably make the finals. I think he is up there with James Tedesco, but... They're not going to change the fullback. Their, their willingness to anoint him as the best player in the game after two football games, I've got to respect it. i got to respect it. And he two might football games where they didn't play, like, you know, absolute world beaters either, mind yeah, you. Exactly. So you got to respect it. But it just it just makes the most sense that Teddy plays fullback and Tommy plays center or wing. Wing, because our center should be Lomax and Latrell. Should be. But uh, Joey wants him at six, so that'll be fun. We'll see if that happens. That's also not good because we have the best five eighth in the world, Cody Walker. So again, don't really understand that. If any if any fullback was going to dislodge Tedesco's grip on that jersey, it should be Ryan Babenhausen. Why would the seventh best fullback in the league dislodge James Tedesco? Why would I don't know. Why don't just... we ask the eleventh best forward? Well, if you want to pick Ryan Pappenhausen on a losing team, which the Blues will be, you pick Matt Dufty. So Matt Dufty at fullback, <laughs> and you put him there. God, I hate that theory. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, Josh Brandon, given Paul Gallant's success in the boxing ring and remembering that he's one-two combination of cheap shots on that Miles and Origin <laughs> did precisely nothing to Miles. Do sausage rolls turn Lucas Brown's jaw to glass or does Nate Miles have Homer Simpson syndrome and most is like need to sign up immediately? A fantastic question. Let's start calling Nate Miles kid presentable. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a weird one, right? Because that's true. And Lucas Gloves Brown... Off. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah. So maybe Nate Miles should get in the boxing. I don't know. But yeah, Lucas Brown was not in very good shape at all in that fight. It was really embarrassing in a lot of ways. And yeah, he came out the next morning and like put a video up on Facebook saying, oh, here's a compilation of all the illegal shots Gallon hit me with in the back of the head, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, mate, come on. That, it uh, just wasn't good. So like, when, was, when was the last time an Australian boxing fight wasn't a farce? Oh, um. Well, ferocious Cambosis is legit. If you got time to watch one of his fights, Justice Hooney as well, who actually might end up fighting Paul Gallon, 
There are some guys. There are some legit Aussie <laughs> ferocious fighters. Ferocious who? Cambosius. There's a guy. He's, his last name's Cambosis. So his nickname is Ferocious. Oh, okay. It's fantastic. Because no, no. a guy in my high school called Vangelis Canellis and no one believes me. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they cannot be Ferocious Cambosius. <laughs> I went to uni with a chick called Juicy Wang. Oh, what? Yeah, this guy. So yeah, yeah George, George Cambosis, nicknamed Ferocious. He he's 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 really good. He's nineteen and zero. Um, should have uh, called Juicy Wang about some Manscaped products, Bunga. We should. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Anyway, no, he's legit. He's fighting this American guy for like all like all one hundred of the different boxing world titles, yeah. uh, in June. So yeah, he's good. Okay, but the rest of them suck, don't they? Uh, Gal should fight Willis Mann. Why not? Why not? There we go. If you fight Jonathan Thurston and just keep losing to him, <laughs> keep taking L's. Mate, can't with him walking around the ring, I tell you that much. <laughs> Where the ref's not looking, mate, just getting into him. <laughs> anyway, Matty McPherson. <laughs> As punishment for M's branded Smith slander, should the storm be forced to trade him to the Dragons of McCulloch and Maguire? Yes. No. No. Um, <laughs> No, uh, no, no! I don't want to see you that either. <laughs> I, I stand by it. Sorry, but I don't see. Oh fuck! Here we go. I don't see yeah, the issue <laughs> with saying that a kid who hasn't played eighty minutes is not capable of playing eighty minutes. I don't know what to tell you. The kid was never going to be the replacement gonna, for Cameron Smith. We're gonna start calling you the kid Sprouster. You're yeah, the kid Sprouster. I, I let it's you call my, Sam my... Walker the kid, but. <laughs> Grant, you're playing a bit fast and loose now. Uh, it's like young Matt Moylan, right? He's also yeah. the kid to me. True. Um, no, that's my really degrading way of, you know, insulting players where if it was anyone else, I'd just call them like champ or babe or sweetheart. Can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I get that one a lot. Yeah. Um, no, I, I stand by it. I think, I think we tried an experiment. The experiment didn't work. I think Brandon Smith of all people realized the experiment didn't work and now we have a solution. It's a bit of a janky one, but it's working, you know. I'm a, not one to question the um, yeah, irreverent. They, yeah, they lost two on. games then. It was like, oh, geez, what do we do? Let's hang Tough out one. one of our best players to dry. Let's do it. <laughs> it wasn't even hang out. It's just return him to the middle where he, where he can do his wombat shit, you know. Okay, uh, Thomas Hay. How many current NRL coaches would succeed as in make the top eight with the Tigers by year three, if they were given the same roster Madge took over in 2019. I mean, three. We, yeah, we can do three like that, right? Wayne, yeah. Robbo, Trent. Bellamy. Yeah. Yeah. You can't <laughs> say Ivan Cleary because he literally went there. He bailed on that. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if Bellamy because if you can't field a team because you've no, but Bellamy so would convince players. Harry Grant to come. <laughs> yeah. True, yeah. true. He'd pick up all the good players. Well, I think the difference with those ones, I was going to say, is that if those three were to join the Tigers, the Tigers would hand a lot of the reins to those three as well. Mm. Whereas another coach doesn't get full control. It's a fair point. Like, so, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure other coaches might jag a top eight spot or two, but it's just bizarre that over so many years, the Tigers haven't found a way when every other club has just to jag one top eight finish. Hmm. Uh, Michael Gregson, also without bottoming out, totally you too as well. Anyway, Michael Gregson says, Penrith, donkey on the Bulldogs. Think of the kids' development crowd, he says, for Matt Burton. Warranted punching down on both. 
Um, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious that they were basically played the Uno reverse card on the Bulldogs and were like, well, actually, if you care about his well-being, you won't make him play for you. Yeah. <laughs> you let him stay here. I, think, I thought it was. I thought it was hilarious. I think the last week or two they decided they've actually understood they're the heel. Yeah, they're leaning into it, and it's, it's really great. gone well for their image. I hated the. the I like the them sh- now. I like the heel move. That's it. Yeah. Like, you know what? To sincerely go out there and say, "Oh, I'm just worried about. I'm just worried about Matt Benton's mental health next year." You know, just just losing every week with those losers. Yeah. It's like we've seen Trent great. Barrett cry. Do you want to see Matt Burton cry as well? I mean, come on. Little Matt Burton. Oh, Use his headgear to soak up the tears. But again, oh, there's another point. I've said it a hundred times. I will never understand how there wasn't a bigger queue to sign him. There would be right now. It'd be a huge queue, but they, everyone's missed out. It's Penrith's own fault. Yeah, it Sorry. Is. I mean, you had him sitting right there and you let him go. And now you want to complain that you let him go. Yeah. I don't think they'll read it that he was going to be this awesome at center. Like, I think he might just be in the side now. Like when they're oh. fully fit. I said this earlier in the Discord. I said, them's the breaks, right? You, yeah. you take a risk on a kid or you don't take a risk on a kid alternatively, right? And it doesn't yeah. pan out well for you. Then that's your fault, you know? And you just have to learn to live with that. Yeah, but they've done the right thing as well. And we talked about in the last episode with Tom Dean. It's like when he someone got injured, he was their best option. They didn't just blackball him because he was going somewhere next year. That's mm. what good teams do. Uh, Harvey G., where would Jerome Hughes rank among NRL halfbacks at the moment? How much of an indictment is it on the coaching at other clubs that a manufactured seven who was playing fullback less than two years ago is outshining so many other experienced and lauded halves? Is there any element of luck involved for Melbourne? E.g. was set seven his best decision all along and moving him there to fit Pappenhausen on the side, working out so well, a bit happy accident in some ways. So a lot, lot to unpack there. Um, a lot. First, um, first, he was put in the number seven before Pappenhausen was even a blip on the radar. Yeah, it just yeah Pappenhausen happened, but it was like he was he took from Croft, went there, and then yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's one of those things. Like I do think he's up there. It's really hard with how he plays the game. Like he's he's not a traditional halfback. So it's really hard to say where he sits among them all. And and um, it's it's also hard to see races because you know he's at the storm and he won't get as challenged as many of the other ones do. But like my god, his running game is just exceptional. <laughs> like it's not fair. <laughs> like, I, yeah, look, I don't know how we're doing it at the moment, but we seem to have two running halves and it's working for us. Yeah, I've and, traditionally been like very much you know you've got to have a Cooper Cronk-esque style player because we had a Cooper Cronk-esque style player for all those years, right? But he was also a manufactured halfback. He was. He was also an outside back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so this is not Bellamy's first time at doing this, right? So it doesn't surprise me at all that he's managed to make it work. I feel like he could almost pick up anyone at this point, provided they've got the base skill set, which Jerome Hughes obviously has. Brody Croft didn't. (laughs) And Brody Croft didn't. Get him the fuck out of here. (laughs) Who was also an outside back in juniors. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that... That Cronk, as you said, I think what helps as well, like I think Tom Dearden's got worse prospects, for example, in the current rule set because he was coming up in that mold of a guy who steers the side around and plays a bit of shape and whatever and is more patient. The game being a bit faster, a bit more direct, really helps guys like Jerome Hughes and helps teams that when you've got two runners, it goes okay. But he just gets better every week in, in different ways. His kicking game's getting okay as well. Like it wasn't great at the start. It's pretty, pretty all right now. And Munster's kicking hands with better too. But again, Munster as well is a fullback you threw there. You've got three fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just, yeah, it's good coaching, but 
as well. And it is an indictment on other sides, but it's one of the things is the Storm have patience. Like other teams, when when the Knights, for example, moved Kalen Ponga to six, it took three weeks to give up on him. Mm. And if you really were committed to him being your five eight, you go. You don't care what anyone says. You go ten weeks. You go plus whatever. And they gave Brody Croft a really long run before they gave up on him too. But I was they did... say, he was our halfback for nearly a year. Yeah. And like Jerome Hughes had some teething issues and so did Munster at six and nobody remembers them because you guys worked it out. Like, you know, yeah, and I, I guess. Think... It... You go, sorry. I... No, you're right. I was just going to say, I think you, you're absolutely right that we just commit longer, but we have the advantage of committing longer because we have so many options up our sleeve. Right. So it's, it's mm. a cyclical mess that once you get out of it, you can't get back into it. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Like you look at, and my team, for example, keeps picking the wrong options, but every second week there's a new halves combination. When is mm. that going to work? It's not. You know, one week, it's not going to go one week, you put it together and, you, and it clicks and it's like a puzzle. You're like, oh my God, we, we fixed it. It's like, no, it's not that easy. If you're struggling, whatever. But the storm just, they persist with these things until they've got their answer if they knew it was going to work or not. They persisted with Croft forever and he was killing them. They gave it a Some shot. Some question. I can't remember that far back, but how long did they persist with Lockyer for? Did he slide into it straight away? Was he amazing? Oh, mate, Lockyer was great. Like, there's actually, a, I really love sharing with people. There's actually a, a Phil Gould article that exists, still on SMH's website, from like <laughs> 10 weeks into his first season at 5'8". And people's memory is that Lockyer struggled. Yeah, Phil Gould called him the best player in the world after like 10 weeks. And that's a guy who wasn't a Darren Lockyer fan. So like he was he killed at six from day dot, just struggled with the defensive part of the game there in the line as they do. He killed it there. So yeah, that's history. For some reason people think he took longer to adapt, but again, he's one of those guys that actually they turn him into a fullback to get him in the first grade. But uh, yeah, you guys coaching makes a big difference. Obviously. Um, I don't know though. Like, could you put Jerome Hughes at seven somewhere else and the same thing happened? Probably not. Could he go somewhere else and be good at seven now? Probably. He could play six at like Souths, for example, yeah. and be yeah. great. And he could play Canberra. six at Penrith or anywhere, right? Like anywhere yeah. that sort of had any sort of organizational structure about it. I feel like he could go and yeah. slot into that quite nicely. Uh, for going for a team that's all over the shop, I don't think it'd work. Like I don't think he'd work at the Dragons, for example, because they're so hot and cold. Yeah. And he, and he mentioned a happy accident. And I don't believe in happy accidents no way. for most instances in rugby league. Again, you said it's M a few times. You don't have happy accidents when you have the talent recruited. Hmm. Like when Drinkwater got injured and you used Pappenhausen, that wasn't a mistake. Absolutely <laughs> like, not. Like, you spent the better part of what Craig Bellamy's been the coach for help eighteen years, something like that. You yeah. you're gonna watch Q Cup for eighteen years. You're gonna identify the talent. You know, you're yeah. gonna recruit. You're gonna park people in the right place at the right time to come up when they should. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I did laugh, although it was a Buzz Rothfield article article this week oh, going. So Actually, the way to win is developing players. Oh, oh, congrats, shit. Buzz. Welcome. It's like the way to win is not going and signing players at a million dollars every year. It's like, oh, shit. You figured it out, Buzz. How have the Roosters and Storm been doing it? Oh, <laughs> I don't Jesus. know. Jesus. Now he's going to go yell at the boomers on NRL 360, yeah. and then someone's going to come around and go, oh, do you think we should develop our own players? Yeah, but they figured out because of Penrith, of course. So he didn't notice it at your lot or, or at, at the Roosters. But yeah, anyway, I had something on my head to say from this, and I've totally lost it, which annoys me. But I'll go to the next question. Oh, no, I, I haven't lost it. It's back now. <laughs> okay. Did you see, I know it's not relevant to this, but it reminded me of it, setting guys up to succeed. Did you see Nathan Brown's comments pretty much saying he, like, was ready to lose that game going down? Oh, it's like round seven. And he said, 
but he played Reese Walsh because it was the perf- actually the perfect one to play him. You know, it, most teams come down here and best players and they won't win anyway. <laughs> it's like, what? So the perfect one to play Reese Walsh is when you're going to lose? Oh man, is that why Channel Nine posted the highlights clip saying like, I don't know, uh, gamble? Did you see that? Yeah, Channel Nine. Yeah, gamble yeah, pays off or whatever. Gamble, gamble pays off. That was bizarre. What, what are you talking yeah. about? He said true tries up when they were down by thirty, but he said we've got a fair number of people not playing, so for some of these young boys get experience. It's great. It's like, is it? I mean, I I reckon halfway through that game, uh, Roger slotted back to his default position anyway. Even though he's technically playing out of position, he found himself sniffing around the ruck more often than yeah, not, right? Did. Which is he not did. what a center fucking does. So. Yeah, he was like playing five eights something whatever he was all over the place but yeah that's that's what i'm saying is you look at setting up to succeed there was a guy who's done not done it what brisbane haven't done and then there's the storm very different but they're very patient with these guys and guys like hughes and pappenhausen and similar come into first grade having spent two years in reserve grade they don't come in at 18 and be told to you know you're you're now the guy though they earn their spot anyway Mm. next question rowan edwards says how long should it take for the broncos to become consistently competitive how long do you think it will actually take? Uh, it shouldn't take more than two or three years for any team to be competitive. Mm-hmm. That's just how the NRL should work. And if you're a good team, you're never rebuilding for more than that period of time. Having said that, <laughs> the Broncos are not a good team and they're not a well-organized club at the moment. So it could be, especially now, you know, that a lot of people, including Mitch, thought Tom Dearden was a big part of that future. He gone. So it's like, I don't know. Could be another three, five years. But then again, uh, their junior pool is so big, unless they fuck it up again with another Sam Walker type character, the next great player could just fall into their lap again in two years' time. So and, who knows? Well, we fucked a few of those up right now. Reese Walsh, Sam Walker, Dave Fafita, Jake Simpkin. Uh, anyway, but I think it's one of those things, mate. Like, again, that pack is, has beaten the Penrith pack up, was in that game last week, got down to the opposition 20, and needed a spine player or two or similar, someone to do fucking something. Like they they are one or two signings away from competing. Yeah, it's not 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 competing to win the thing, but being competitive. Like, you know, you look at a guy like Sean Johnson, right? And whatever you think about Sean Johnson, since it's it's a fact since twenty fourteen, his right edge when he has played has just generated the most points in the competition of any edge. His edge outside of him, and we saw it again with Herodi that he got four tries to bomb. Like that guy generates points. Just does. So they get Sean he's adapted, Johnson. He's adapted his game too. Like he, he he's gone from being a kicker into a passer. Like yeah. he's really worked on that aspect of his game as well. Like you need the player. Not only do you need the big signing, but you also need yeah. the player who's willing to adapt and change as well. That's it. So he could come in there and if you, you know, Broncos fan, and you fantasize a little, and you think on the right edge, we could have Johnson, Pangai, Piakura, Stags, and Coates. There's points there. So they good. they have a team good enough to get down the field, and they, if they could score some goddamn points, they'd be competitive. It's not they're not that far away, but they are the hardest positions to recruit away from winning. That's a big problem for them, is that like they are a six or a seven and a one or a not like two of those away from winning being competitive. That's the hardest part of it. Like if they had anyone of remote competence in a spine, they wouldn't be very far away. Hmm. Uh. But yeah, as you said, Bungo, it shouldn't be more than two or three years for any any team. It just shouldn't be, no matter how bad the contracts are. Harvey G, are there any players in our right now you'd back to bring Dave Vita down one-on-one within five metres of the try line? Nelson Asafa-Solomona. Mm-hmm. I, but I think he can out... Like, say if they're in an open space, Wait, he can, can outspeed they, him. Can, do they have to do a legal tackle? 
Because <laughs> otherwise, Latrell will just shoulder charge. Yeah, wait. Yeah, Jack Hetherington. Yeah. yeah. Um, Talakai, any of them. No, he's. I don't know. He'll get chopped down every now and then around his ankles by some small fellow, and it'll make no sense. Mm. But yeah, the guy is like the. The Rabbitohs did the worst thing ever. Like when they th- went at his hips and his shoulder. Like, <laughs> when it was it Jane Sewer who tried to tackle him at the hip like twice? Yeah. Chief, what? <laughs> I mean, in this scenario, I'm imagining they're only five metres out from the line. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You said five metres off the try line, but I'm not imagining two forwards in open space, right? Yeah. It's just never going to happen. So, uh, I don't know. Someone big, someone who could tackle well. Yeah. Someone who wraps the whole body in the ball, not just, you know. Someone who's good at tackling would be good at Someone. tackling. Yeah. Thanks, Em. But yeah. uh, tune in next week for more of Em's amazing <laughs> <laughs> The uh, way to win the football game is to score more points than the opposition. Fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there is anybody because he still has, a, there's probably someone who can grab him and hold on. But one on one, the odds of someone being able to stop that ball carrying arm as well are low. Seymour mm-hmm. uh, Butts ask. Asks, he says, what are your target buys for the Broncos next year? If you buy within the cap space we have available, I feel like not much is going to attract players to Brisbane at the moment, especially without a marquee signing, be that a player or a coach. Maybe we need Wayne Bennett back. Oh, God. Also, are you tempted to become a Broncos shareholder to vote no on Carl Morris's re-election in the upcoming AGM? So I guess these are questions for me, considering it's about you the think? shareholder. Yeah. Questions for me. Uh, no, I'm not going to become a shareholder. Coward. Uh, yeah, I'm not a member since they sacked Wayne still. Become the president. Build change from within. Uh, so the question about Wayne Bennett, Wayne Bennett won't come back. I'd love him back, but he'll be the next Brisbane team. I would take a safe bet on that. I'd love to have him, but it's not going to happen. Attracting players, like, mate, like the way we got Pia Cura to re-sign, for example, was simply Kevy and Lockyer Lockie went to his family's house for dinner. That shit will still work. Mm. They're big names. It's got to be simplified at some point. That's for the younger not younger players signing anyway. But target buyers for Brisbane, I kind of already mentioned them. Like, I don't think we're going to get Adam Reynolds. I don't think he's going to leave Sydney, even though I'd be chasing him. I don't think we're going to get Mitchell Moses for the same reasons. I think Adam Reynolds, if he leaves South, end up at the Sharks. Uh, so I definitely, like Sean Johnson's my number one target. But I'm, I'm trying to get Kim Munster to break contract. I'm trying to get Harry Grant to break contract. I'm calling Brandon Smith. Like, you're trying everything. I don't care what anyone's contract says. You know, no one else gives a shit, so I should wait. Leave like, my club alone. I don't know how many times I have to come on this no, show and tell you to no, leave you my club no. alone. No, leave him alone. Took, you took everything you are from us. We gave you some back. Not this shit. But Dave Donahue starts May 1st. I think it's what we'll start. Broncos fans are kind of getting impatient, but we, we haven't been doing outside talk because we haven't got a CEO. So hmm. May 1st is when we should apparently be allowed to start signing players from outside. So hopefully we make some moves then. But. Be pretty convenient. You know, I don't actually know the name of the new Storm CEO. I have no idea who they hired. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Be pretty convenient if your new CEO had strong links to a club that's full of good players who you could <laughs> steal. Exactly. Very convenient. Hmm. But it's like, yeah, it's not a hard list. You gotta, it, when you're looking at halves, we all know the good ones. But I think you have to go and pair. You need two guys, you know, and then you see what we have from there. And maybe, if, like I said, if you get like a Brandon Smith and a Sean Johnson, maybe you can deal with a Milford or an Ash Taylor, or an Aiden Caesar at six, with a Sarkot oh. one still, for example. I know? do, I do know who the Storm CEO is. Sorry, I take yeah. that back. He's a former Essendon CEO. Essendon CEO. Oh, they don't know who he is <laughs> Yeah, yeah. His name's Justin Rodsky. I did see a photo shoot. Razio Fantasia. 
Sure. Why okay. not? It's Good. not like anyone matters anyway. He'll build his profile at the Melbourne Storm and then he'll go up to Brisbane when they decide oh. whatever's up there is not working for him. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, the not-so-mature-age student says, now Cam is gone. Who do you think will be the media's number one villain at Melbourne? Or are they, are they all lovable arrogant so they'll have to find a new club? Paul it's, Kent tried to push it all on Bellamy but ran away once, still threatened legal action. It's hard Very because, true. like, Monster's very likable. People like Monster. People like Harry Grant. Pappenhausen has a mullet. That's cool. Um, no, it's coming for Grant. Do you think? It's going to come. No way. No it way. I, I reckon uh, we're talking about Paul Kent, right? So we're talking about old men. Yeah. They're, they're going to bring in their thug argument. They're coming for one of the uh, you know Polynesian players or Indigenous players or something now, like that. They're coming for one of them for sure. They, you say that they're coming for Harry Grant because he's going to play for Queensland for a decade. Uh, it's just going to be, they'll find, like, the same way when Cansmith first started out, people didn't hate Cansmith either. And then we found ways to hate him because they kept fucking winning. It'd be... But people don't hate, people don't hate um, Billy anymore. Yeah, that's different because he goes works with the media and he talks, but they hated him for a long time. It changed because Billy has controlled the narrative more than Cam cares to. But it'll be Grant. They've got past Munster. Munster's kind of been in a loser generation for Queensland and he might be part of it now, but he's lovable already. Brandon Smith will be irrelevant on that scale. It always comes from origin. Um, oh, yeah. They, they might try to give Justin Olam the like BJ Leilua treatment or something. That's exactly some, what some, I'm uh, saying. Yeah, 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 100%. They're going to start calling them thugs. They're going to, uh, like, one of them's going to make a dumb tackle because, you know, shit happens. And it'll be, that'll be it. Yeah. Uh, his next question says, who do you think will be the wingers from Melbourne next year once the Fox leaves? He thinks Lumi Lumi and or and Remus or someone something crazy like Lumi Lumi and James Roberts. I don't know. I don't know who. Like, honestly, I I don't watch Q Cup. Um, mm. You know, so I don't I don't really know what's coming through. I've got a pretty good handle on who our top thirty are, but I don't really watch who's coming in behind that. Um, so I have no idea who they've got planned. Um, I actually think that that's one of the bigger holes that we have a problem with filling. I think that we're you know, we've done really well at filling one, six, seven, nine, but I don't think we've done a very good job at, uh, at the edges. And obviously something's got to give, right? You can't, like you were saying earlier about Brisbane, you can't just put all your money everywhere. You know, something's got to give. And we've had the advantage of playing two relatively unknown players who turned out to be superstars on our wing for five years. So I think we're going to have to do that again. We're just going to have to fly to Papua New Guinea and fly to <laughs> Fiji and go find the next generational talent up there, like they did with Olam, you know, like they did with Sully. Yeah. There's Alan Fitzgibbon, uh, Alan Fitzgibbon sitting at the Tigers now. That, that's who you got to steal. <laughs> um, but they have, um, I keep, can't say his name still. Uh, Dean oh, Iremio or similar, whatever. He scored a double on the weekend and he looks like they're, they're working on him yeah. to be maybe that guy, maybe Lumi Lumi, but you're lucky. I reckon you can lock Remus Smith in for one of them. Yeah, we mentioned him last time I was on the show, yeah, um, and I've been waiting the whole time for somebody to say his name so that I know yeah, how I to say it properly. Neither, I don't know it either. No one said it. <laughs> Nobody talks about the Melbourne Storm. It's a detriment to us. Yeah. And then when they, but he's um, really good in like two years. Where the hell is this guy? Where does he come from? <laughs> guys, remember this: we spoke about him. We didn't know his last name, but we spoke yeah, about him. Yeah, I mean, I think Remus. Uh, yeah, on the wing will be it will be a thing that maybe. Uh, next question, Tom Williams. Is Craig Bellamy still Melbourne's head coach in 2020? And if not, who replaces him? And he said, and yes. why would it be Michael Maguire? Ooh. 
It's not going to be Madge. No. There's no way in hell it'll be Madge. If it's not um, Craig Bellamy, it'll be Jason Riles. Yeah, that's what I End think of. it is, right? Yeah. <laughs> End of. Uh, if, if you've watched anything about how Melbourne handle their succession plans on the field, then you can only imagine how they handle the off-field succession plans as well. Yeah. And Riles has been doing like, isn't he, um, didn't he do like part-time stuff with England? And what's he doing right now? They're like, He's doing, they're letting uh, him do weird shit essentially while he's waiting <laughs> in boredom. <laughs> I mean, we let Harry Grant go fuck around yeah. at the Tigers for 12 months while he was waiting too, so. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. He'll like, that's what they're letting Jason Riles do, letting him just go do stuff and then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because it's not, Stephen Kearney's in the box. It's not going to be him. You know, I think, nah. I think Jason Riles will be it. Uh, Michael Murray, he says, which team has a bigger upside in the next three years, Bulldogs or Tigers? Uh, these Jesus are always ter- These are always <laughs> terrible questions. Tigers um, for me. Yeah, still. Bulldogs for me. But, but man, yeah, Tigers. But yeah, not great. Now, what keeps scaring me with the Bulldogs is like they have made some good signings, and but they keep getting linked to more goddamn backs. It's like just stop, just stop doing it. They like they've got, they've got Adokar coming. They've got Matt Burton coming. That's great. Why are you talking to Brent Naden? <laughs> Lose his number. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than it's better than signing twelve Joe Stimpsons to run onto the field. So yeah, yeah, but it's like I know, but it's like stop. Just you know, maybe you know, people don't like it or not. Call about Matt Lodge. Make a phone call. That because Brisbane will play half his salary. That's a better signing for them than Naden is. Anyway, next question. Liam says, as effective cap management is largely the remit of nerds. <laughs> So the NRL ditched the salary cap so the Broncos can buy their way back to the top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. Christopher says, what weird things turn you on about footy? For example, his would be seeing a player wear number two and play fullback. That gets him pretty <laughs> stiff. Also, big body left-handed number six is playing on the left, like wider than a monster is a good one. That's very specific. Knowing the, the, the <laughs> hand they prefer. It's very specific knowing that I was going to be on here today. <laughs> um, for mine, so you might have, like, I always like the big fella with, with ball skills. And I know he's not, he doesn't really belong in Bin Ben season, but I'm falling for Josh Schuster, who refuses to look when he passes. It's a blind pass, it's great. But yeah, mm. Luch gets me going. Big fellas, you can offload. Luch, Pango, Lua, that's, that's my thing. Not really weird, though, is it? No. When you got any weird things, Bungard? Nah, I'm good. That Schuster video you put up today was great, though. I watched it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, he uh, does love. Like, I think he's looked passing like t- twice. He passed. Looks like he passed from dummy half two of the coward. But I should passing. Should not not well. here for it. Yeah. Uh, I got one. I got you one. You got one, M? Yeah. I got one. Differential penalties. <laughs> I lose my goddamn mind. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I, fucking, I don't know what it is. I just a few years ago, I just really latched onto them, and I love them. Yeah, I love strut, scrum plays, but like, yeah, I think a lot of but people like that. That's doesn't? not weird. That's exactly. not weird. Oh, I like watching Billy Slater chip for himself. Yeah, cool. Oh, I do like a really good unders line when like a second roll runs a really hard line and goes to a gap and he draws a guy in and then it's like a three on two and he gets no credit. Mm. I love that mm. shit. <laughs> it's like, there's it was a lot like, of shit that people love that I hate, right? Yeah. Like, I hate forwards kicking. Excuse me. I hate it. <laughs> I'm this. I hate it. You've been Send Melbourne it. Storm. You have been. You're like, you, that's not your job. <laughs> Send it to the Shadow Realm. I'm not for it at all. Excuse me. Greg Eastwood kicking was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. <laughs> 
Billy Magulius winning two reserve grade finals with kicks. You're off it. That would require me to watch reserve grade. Yeah, very true. There you go. But uh, I'm not here for it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, big fellas kicking and goal kicking. Even better. Mate, Takiyaho oh. goal kicking's great. Yeah, I do. I do enjoy watching. Um, who will take the goal kick? Because our goal kicker is currently sitting on the bench. I do enjoy that. Actually, that's a good one too. Actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, Harvey G. In honor of the current halfback merry-go-round and Kevy's Red Hill rebuild, give me the three off-contract players most likely to sign on huge money multi-year deals, which will turn out to be massive overspends, destined to be ridiculed on NRL 360 and other similar shows. Oh shit. Okay, it's a good one. Oh, I've uh, got number one, Kurt Capewell. Okay. I'm a fan of his, but if, if the Brisbane or someone signed him like an origin money and he leaves Penrith, yeah. Have you seen Kevin Proctor? We, we've all seen this. Uh, he's playing really well at the moment, but he is 30 and he's off contract. Dane Gagai. Mm. Uh, depends where he goes, hey, doesn't it? But content, Benji. like. <laughs> no one's going to pay him, though, are they? Surely not. Okay. Um, someone oh. from Melbourne. So, a, a, random, a random bench middle from Melbourne who doesn't matter. God, you know one that could happen if he plays like five more games like last week, the Cardi Party's back. Oh. <laughs> Someone to do it. Oh, I, dear. I was also thinking Matt Dufty could be that person too, having a really good year. But I totally feel like a team could overpay him and he could go to shit real quickly. Who else? Matt Moylan. Mm. Hey. Yeah. He's what? still young. <laughs> He's got time. A lot of potential. Yeah, I don't know. We just we have we haven't hit that time of the year yet where there's a young player or two that starts getting really overpaid, have we? Not yet. I see someone offering huge money to Brandon Smith, but yeah. I think that for the most it's, part, that's an improvement. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of cooled off a little too, hasn't it? The the Smith heat about him wanting to leave. Oh, Nathan Brown from oh, Parramatta. Like, hasn't he already? Hasn't he already like? Lowered his demand substantially. Yes, <laughs> not low enough. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that's a, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think who else it could be. Uh, I don't know. That's that's kind of feels like it for me. But there's not Can an obvious follow? Nick Kotrick that was always happening. You know, when he, where he went, that was always going to happen. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, that's it for uh, Patreon. I'll go yep. over to Discord. And um, while Mitch is opening up Discord, I will give a quick shout out to the people in the top. Two tiers on our Patreon membership service. Uh, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Um, you'll get access to our Discord. You'll ensure that your questions are answered on our Question Time podcast. Uh, after a couple of months, you'll get some merch. Well, I think all our stubby holders have finally gone out. People have sent us a bunch of photos of themselves enjoying those as well, designed by M. Sprouster. So, um, yeah, if you want to support us, that is patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. And a quick shout out to Dave, Carlo Tyson, Wayne Ritchie, Ando, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Big Chief 69, Blake Moretti, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Chris Avnell, Chris Slade, CTO, Dan Cullinane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, Harvey G, Jace G, Jack Snape, James K, Jason, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Maddie McP, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, Never Trendy, Razor, Reese Brown, Roxanne Clark, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Swarzy, Ty, the Not So Mature Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Warwick Ahern. Thank you so much for your support and to everyone in those uh, lower tiers as well. And if you just listen, we love you as well. Okay. Uh, Patreon, Matty McP25, Discord, sorry. He said, can Josh Reguire's new name be the meetings coordinator because all that useless prick has done all year? <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. The uh, meetings coordinator. 
Can you call me executive assistant? The EA. Uh, Simon says, should the Tigers sack Madge? And if so, what's a path forward to success for them? Oh, Simon. Poor, poor Simon. Hmm. I think it's heading that way. Like, they, I think they probably have to punt him any, any, anyway, end of the year. But yeah, they have to change so much at that club. Like, it can't just be him. Surely. We've already been through this in the last podcast. We all agree on that, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hunter Austin says, oh, God, make a wonder <laughs> 13 of the worst referee calls this weekend. <laughs> oh, People did like the return to us doing a bit of like 13 building last week. I did enjoy that, but also, yeah, no. I'm just going to be a gronk. Melbourne's four disallowed tries. What? <laughs> no, the worst call of the weekend was them just forgetting the precedent they set with the Toby Rudolph thing last weekend, and then this week that was a penalty. But it also they... happened. Jermaine Asako got taken out yeah. in that game, and someone else got taken out that night, and then all of a sudden it was different the night after. Yeah, yeah. that's the worst purely because they did something completely different the week prior. We joked about it. How dumb it is you get penalised? You're looking in the sky. You should get penalised for it. The the yeah. biggest mistake 100%. is the Toby Rudolph one, but the fact that they went one week with it. I think the Knights copped a few bad calls in that game, but oh well. What are you going to do? Oh, um, whoever ran over for Scotty Drinkwater's second try was offside. There you go. I don't think he was. Uh, I back Cooper Cronk. If he says he's offside, I'll back, I'll back Yeah, but I'll back our friend Dean Robb, who's a referee, who said he wasn't offside. Well, this is a big was... nerd argument. Dean Robb or Cooper Cronk. It's too big nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know who to go with. Um, was Dean Robb actually at the game? <laughs> What no? Because they the bunker obviously checked it right, and that that apparently the ball the ball is an extension of your foot, and until it leaves your foot, you just have to be like level with the ed- end of the ball. And Sorry, so there's no there's no way in hell Cooper Conk doesn't know all the rules inside out back. Well, front. he he didn't know this rule because wow. he was wrong, and Dean Rob wow. was right because he quoted the rule book. So, so oh, just, that's that is very nerdy. Dean Rob uh, wins this one. Yeah. <laughs> Rule book. Okay. Um, let's go to the next question. Did, <laughs> did Matt Dungtard seriously call for a royal <laughs> into the recruitment and retention policies of NRL clubs? I got a message yes, for some Roosters did. fans. Grow the fuck up. Act like the prestige club that you are. Stop getting sensitive about jokes on the internet. You're like, you're one of these joke clubs that like has nothing in life. So you get offended when people insult your stadium or whatever else. Like <laughs> I was clearly joking around was saying, weird. Hey, like, there's like four of them and they all, they were all kind of back down once I was like, mate, I'm joking, but still bizarre behavior from a fan base who should be used to success by now. Um, if I missed it, I said there should be a Royal Commission into how the Roosters got Sam Walker. Clearly. <laughs> Like clearly a joke, but no. We got, got Sam mad. Walker because Kevy got weird. Yeah. <laughs> Do we need to have a royal commission, or have I just done it? <laughs> yeah, I would have thought me calling for a royal commission into something related to rugby league well, probably was a clue that I was joking. But we are big yeah. fans of the monarchy too, though. You gotta remember that. So. Love we it. Are. Can't get enough. <laughs> Huge. Uh, Ang- Angry says, uh, "How much losing do you have to do for a meeting to become a crisis meeting?" Jeez, I don't know. You have to ask uh, old Josh McGuire. I, I think. think I think getting Robbie Farrah in is is enough losing. For That's, a crisis, <laughs> That's a crisis meeting. Crisis meeting. John two four nine. This is a great question. Why do Tigers fans want their team to be good when supporting a shit NRL team with ninety percent of their personality? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Mate, oh my um, god! He's got questions and he's got answers. It's just, it's all in one. <laughs> John is my Fuck. new favorite person. Yeah. Fucking hell! I Great. can't answer that because it's spot on. <laughs> ben Quelliada oh, yeah. says, "How many fan bases don't have personal beef with Matt Dung Tard after the last two weeks? I've and been what busy. steps are you taking to change that? I'm putting in work. I've got three fan bases that hate me at the moment, including, including your own. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Um, I apologize for nothing." I'm I'm right about everything that I said. Obviously, <laughs> um, I've, I've never been wrong. Here. Actually, well, these I'm not are real M areas and, from and, and have like some dude with the like up postcode in his Twitter handle try to tell me that Leichhardt Oval is a better stadium than Bank West. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, terrible stadium. It sucks. Uh, the score sizzler says now that Manly have DC and four and the halves and a brother combination at fullback and lock and Des Hasler at coach. Mm-hmm. What are stopping them from winning the premiership in some back to the future hoverboarding around town square type bollocks? Uh, the hamstrings of their best player. Yes. <laughs> pretty Red big, Stewart. pretty big red flag there. Brett Stewart wasn't crocked yet. What I have for the last. Yeah, time. I hope Tom stays fit and they, because I love watching him play. But yeah, you can't take that for granted. They they go from wooden spooners to premiership contenders. It's fucked, man. <laughs> it's just, it's literally Joey Johns levels. It's absolutely fucked. And if and if he gets injured again, they won't win another football game. <laughs> no, they will not. Yeah, okay, so no. here's my question: in all of if you're carrying on about stealing Storm players, why don't you just want Tommy Turbo? Because he'll get injured. This is and the whole point. It's also on a squillion dollars. Yeah, but- and, yeah. Uh, look, I am. I have that idiot belief that we should try and get a Queenslander as well. Uh, yeah, and Tommy get- Turbo. Well, and- well, go get Daily Cherry Evans Ever. then. No, uh, well, Queenslander uh. I like, sorry. Ah, okay. <laughs> 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 that part out. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, Ben Qualiata here with the tough questions. Uh. How can anyone use pace to claim Alex Johnson as the best try scoring winger of all time when Charlie Staines is on track to break Ken over Irvine's record in 70 less games? Is he though? He hasn't done shit in weeks. Well, no, he, his point is that um, because Charlie Staines has played nine games and scored nine tries, that it will take him 212 games to reach 212 tries, which, you know, is fair. I'm on day for to break the record. Yeah, that could happen. Um <laughs> Yeah, look, I don't know. We'll, like, no one knew who Charlie Staines was 12 months ago. Um, Alex Johnson's played for Australia. So that's and people still don't know who he is. That's, that's, yeah, that's exactly. a good point. <laughs> and the longer he sits out there catching a cold on Penrith's edge, the sooner we'll forget about him. Yeah, but Alex Johnson did bomb a try on this this weekend as, as he wants Scored to do. Scored one, though. Yeah. Never trendy. Should there have been a game in Queensland today? Felt weird not having a game to watch this afternoon. So people who don't know around the country, they got Anzac Day, the bastards. <laughs> wow, the most... No, I'm not going to say it. They love the troops um, up there, mate. Queensland, yeah. we bring the troops, mate. <laughs> Pulled back. Um, yeah, if I didn't know it was public holiday, so yeah, should have. Why not? Yeah, I'm just saying, I, I did say this, but the troops did not die for me to go to work today. That's fair. I went, like, like, <laughs> I went to work at six AM today. Ridiculous. Yeah. I know I don't know what they did die for, but they certainly didn't die for that. That's mm. all I do know. That I should have had the day off. Sorted out, Gladys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have the least amount of holidays in New South Wales than anyone. I used yeah. to work at a company that had the majority of our staff in Melbourne and they'd get like Cup Day, they'd get um the day before the AFL grand final this shit. I had to go to work by myself. Yeah, they get self entitlement day down oh, there. They get, yeah. little, they get little... tram, um, tram the six day, the, the, like... six, the six days of the year it's sunny, they just don't let they just <laughs> yeah, let everyone stay home. They're, they're like enjoy work. just yeah. enjoy the sun. It's it's like a snow day in America. Like, yeah. like, mate, it's too, too, oh. too sunny for you to come out. Stay in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a little brother syndrome day. It's a very silly place. 
Yeah. It is. I did, um, World Barista Day. Going off the track, I saw <laughs> Daniel Sloss on, on, on Saturday night, and obviously he's been here enough that he understands Aussie culture, but he, he's opened the gear with mm. um, going on about the invisible cross Melbourne are carrying. Oh, three-month lockdown. It was very good to say. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you poor Melbourneites, you carried that. No one will understand our pain. <laughs> oh. Except the rest of the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And how could I possibly extend the lock that I had for a month on my head to being, how could I empathize with that? I don't know. Anyway, next question. Shanta says, really, what's more feel good than a local junior coming home crossed with an ongoing redemption story? Okay, who's that? I don't know who he's referring to. I don't Neither know do I. Who's redeeming? Oh, I think I might know who he's talking about. I can't say it. Uh, Mario Siegs, man of still coming to like art. Surely this is definitive proof that good players want to be coached by Madge. What's happened? What's man of steel? The oh, best Jackson Hastings. St- Jackson oh, right. Hastings. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, have I missed some other joke? Like, <laughs> no, what it is, is, is Dave Tyrrell corona- out of retirement? To play yeah. the West Tigers? <laughs> Coronavirus is so bad in the UK that he'll consider yeah. going to the West Tigers to get away from it. Ouch. Uh, he just wanted to, he's wanted to come back as, as a lot of Aussie boys go over there do. He wanted to come back this year too. Like, uh, Mitch says, does Manscaped have an affiliate business for our female listeners? <laughs> Lady head trimmer doesn't really roll off the tongue. Like, uh, <laughs> okay, I can't say what I was going to say. No, another go word. On. <laughs> no, like, it's it's too offensive a word. But another word with M that was mean of females with lady parts. Well, the, the, the wow. next question. Next question. <laughs> Yeah, that next question you move past it. Well, that's all the questions on Discord. You have to sit on that one for a second. Fantastic. We're gonna sit and stew until you load Twitter. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know if these. I don't think there's a. I think you can use Manscaped stuff on your lady parts. Why not? You can use oh, the ball deodorant down there. Oh. Uh, you absolutely should not. I'm just gonna. But it, it doesn't. It's not gonna make you grow balls, Em. <laughs> just that's deodorant. <laughs> Okay, on Twitter. I'm not getting into science. <laughs> not getting into science. Oh, the, the scientists at the table over here. <laughs> oh, um, okay, there's a few questions about uh, the Broncos. We won't answer those ones. Uh, Kurt Hoffman says, is Reid Marnie going to be the next Jake Friend in the Origin Arena, sitting behind Harry Grant for the next 10 plus years? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep, I didn't think for a while Reid Marnie was good enough for Origin. He probably is this year. And uh, there's him, and there's also Jake Simpkin, a really, really good young hooker. They're fucked. Like most other positions, you can find your way into a 17 somewhere. You're like, you know, if you're good enough outside back, they find a spot for you. Good enough forward, you find a spot. Even a good enough half, you can play the 14 at Origin. Good hooker, you're fucked. <laughs> like, like they're not playing two hookers. I have such an unnatural hate for Reed Marnie too. Why is that? Just new... Oh, I don't like the way he walks. Yeah, I don't like that either. I, that out, I... <laughs> I hate the I hate the whole his whole being how he looks, like the way he walks I, and I just and... hate I don't want to fat shame and I'm not, right? He's not a fat guy, but I just hate his whole shape. I, I hate everything like about it. He, I don't like that he toasted with Scott Morrison the other day. With with, oh, with, with the headgear on he's too smooth. It looks like he's being lubed up to be shot out of a cannon. <laughs> okay. You know like having <laughs> ball deodorant, you know? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and I, hate, like I hate the way he puts his arms above his head before every fucking play the ball. You know you'd be better hooker if you just picked it up from the ground when it got played, you know, mate? Instead of complaining <laughs> Jesus Christ. Got him. <laughs> I hate him. 
okay. Uh, Lambretta says the fixed season schedule is an improvement on the rolling schedule. Should go back to a rolling. This is a TV schedule. He's talking about. Yeah. You know, back when they certainly confirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To around twenty or so. Um, I think it's better now, but I think they should be able to flex games. Agreed. And I also think, and this will change eventually, but the way they lock into, they lock in. Oh, these are the big name teams. People watch good games. They will watch. People don't like Brisbane being locked in a broadcast this whole year is, is terrible for broadcast. No one wants to watch and get pounded every week. Well, people might, but not everyone will want to watch and get pounded every week. Mm. It's not being good for their ratings. They get, get bored of the same teams being on free all the time. No. Um, what's one more question here? Uh, the Steve 89, he asks some good questions he does. So he says, would you rather have a full speed 2010 Manu Vadovai running at you? Yep. Or have a 2001 Jeff Hardy Swanton bomb on you from 20 foot ladder or mm. run it straight to 2011 Nigel Plum? Uh, I'll take the Swanton bomb. Why is that? It would hurt supposed... the least, I think. They're not supposed to hurt, are they? Well, know. I mean, even if you were pretending that it's real and it's Jeff Hardy landing on you, I still think that's hurting a lot less than the other two things. Like, yeah. it's just dead weight falling on you. It's going to hurt, but mm. like, you'll be all right. Like it's it's dead weight landing basically across your middle of your body. Like you'll be okay. Nigel Plum could put me in hospital. So, but he's saying there's if him if Manu Vadovi runs at Vadovi runs at me, I'm allowed I to just you drop, have to no. You I'll have to, to try say, and drop kick his dick. I'm okay. No, like, you have to you have to up. you have to make an actual earnest okay. attempt at tackling him. Okay, I'm, I'm not even. I think I, think I go. I pick, I pick none. I think <laughs> Jeff Hardy first, Manu second, Plum third. Because at least with Manu, you can just get palmed off and you'll go flying, whatever. Oh, yeah, but... you, do, you do the classic, like, fullback move when you get out of the way and you just, oh, let him touch your arm. Like, oh, yeah. so I tried. Whereas, like, <laughs> look, it, Nigel Plum would cut me my in arm out, he'd break my fucking arm. Like, yeah. Mm, <laughs> point. Not going to be a good time. Yeah, I'm not running it straight when the, when the, when the player's hard hitting in their prime, no. I wouldn't run it straight at Tony Carroll, like, 20 years ago. No. <laughs> I don't even run it straight and touch footy. I'm I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, and okay, last question. David Hunter said, "Should the NRL hold a choreography session each week for post try celebrations? Someone is going to get hurt the way things are going. So you might have seen the manly fucked up like three of them. So not used to I scoring enjoy tries. Old mate stacking it over the back of the huddle like Aaron Woods in Origin. That was cool. yeah. They yeah, haven't scored enough tries it. recently. They weren't ready. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, you missed a whole bunch of questions uh, asking me, you know, to name every Where? player. Where was that? Oh, they're oh at, they're at was, you, are they? Yeah, oh, yeah. They have, I'll go there. They haven't made it because they haven't been at the podcast. So I'll oh, I see one. what's happened. I've, I've got them. I found them. You've got them. You can ask them, Bungo. All right. So we've got, um, we've got uh, Edwin Smith who says, sorry, who's this again, Matt Bungard? <laughs> uh, her name's Victoria. Um, wow. This is a dumb joke that does not need to be explained. It was three <laughs> hours of our life. great. <laughs> three hours of our life that we'll never get back. Um, ben Quagliata, name every blade of grass on Amy Park by height. But you can't. Uh, Ando4285 says, how many games you played, champ? Fair? I got champed by Ando. Uh, Close to the low. Aussie H10 says, how does it feel to simp for that Aussie bloke recently? Well, that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 simp, I simp for Aussie always. Yeah, fair. Uh, Ryan Highway asks, let's be real. The cheating grub question knows no gender and applies to almost every team. No, Especially yours, mate. Got he is a Roosters fan. It's a fair point. He's a Roosters uh, fan. And we'll leave with uh, Simon Ill 97. What about 
What made you a Parramatta slash Macklemore fan? <laughs> what the shit? I don't understand this. Who asked you that? Did Eddie ask you that? Simon asked him that. Okay. Uh, that I don't understand it either. I should. But he put it in air quotes. It was about the person name the name earlier, Victoria. No, it wasn't. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a straight reply no. to M's first tweet. Yes, but that's what that's referring to. Oh. Uh. Here's a fun story for you, though. Um, yeah. In the in the couple of years in between losing uh, the North Sydney Bears and finding the Melbourne Storm, several people tried to convince me to go for Parramatta because I lived in the area. Yep. Uh, and this would have been around about 2001 when they had the run for the finals. Mm. And um, I remember sitting and crying in front of a TV, having like a literal tantrum as a seven-year-old or a six-year-old going, I don't want to support this team. And lying on the ground, throwing my arms around, having the biggest soup of my life because I did not want to support Parramatta. That was me last Friday night. Hey. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> and I'm still the same. Nearly 30, still acting exactly the same. I don't want to go for Parramatta. You can't make me. That's fair. All right, we did it. We got to the end. Uh, enjoy the week ahead of Rugby League, everyone, and thank you very much for listening. Em, anything you'd like to promote or plug before we get out of here? Not a lot. See you all at Magic Round. That is true. It's creeping up slowly. And again, uh, get in touch with us if you um, want to want to want to come to our meetup thing. It's going to be going to be a great, great, we- a great whole weekend. But that it's going to be a fun afternoon before the three. I think Souths play on the Saturday as well, so it'll be a big day for me too. Um, say goodbye, Emma. Goodbye, Emma. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me. <laughs>